Hiya, Huns, you're right. Hold on a minute, I'll just turn my headphones down, they're reverberating in the microphone. How are we doing? You good? Hope you're well today. Um, obviously, in the time on a tradition, let us know you are there in the comments. Um, apologies for it being kind of dark on screen at the minute, but it's really, really, really horrible here at the minute. So even this big ring light thing I've got in front of us is barely lighting us up. But that's not a bad thing. I've got a massive spot just above my beard. <laughs> Welcome to winter. Um, I so today I've got some mad stuff, wild, wild stuff for you. It's usually canny wild, but this is Theodopolis P. Wilder Beast. Shouts to old school Lenny Hendry fans there. Um I mean, it just gets like madder and madder, and I'm pleased that you are here to witness it with us every day. Like, I wake up every morning not knowing what the show is going to be, and from 6 till 12, I'll work on this. And they just get worse and worse, and by them, I mean the establishment. Like, let us get over the whole fantasy of opposition. Both parties are two wings of the same shitbird. We're about to peel back some more of those layers today. But before we do, again, in the time on a tradition, it's your boy, patron.com forward slash cow daily, patreon.com forward slash cow daily, um, early access to episodes and access to Milk the Cow's private forum, and also pays for the lights to stay on and all that good stuff. But if you are watching on anything other than YouTube, please go to youtube.com forward slash cow daily. And we're trying to build up the watch hours to get the channel monetized. So that would be really helpful. All right. Cheers, chaps. On with the bloody well show. Right. What's been going on? Obviously, people who've been here and who turn up or listen um, on the playback will know that the NHS, um, for me, like many of you out there, is something very personal to us, and I wouldn't be alive without it. That's just a fact. Um, it's by no means perfect, but the reason being is it's been like defunded on purpose for a very long time now. Now, a lot of people just pin that on the Tories, right? I mean, it's pretty easy. It's the easiest to pin the tail on the donkey in politics, really. But a lot of people overlook the NHS stuff relating to labor so we're gonna go back forward then back again but at the same time this stuff with data that i've just found out this morning i mean others may have known about before i can't wrap my head around wild so anyway we start i saw loki here uh, the rapper he tweeted this out uh, this morning. So Palantir Technologies, the CIA-backed tech firm that worked with Cambridge Analytica, is poised to get a 360 million contract to process our personal NHS data. Loki said this is a vassal state who could disagree. So I saw that and I was like, no way. No way. I mean, people who follow the whole data thing will know data is a massive, massive growth industry. If people have our data, then they have quite a lot. But NHS medical records going to Palantir Technologies. So who are they? From the Observer. So obviously this is, was released Sunday. Controversial 360 million NHS England data platform lined up for Trump backers firm. 
patients will have no say over records going to Palantir, the software giant run by billionaire Republican backer. Who is that guy? It's Peter Thiel. Have you ever heard of him? He was one of the founders of PayPal alongside Elon Musk. An NHS project to incorporate tens of millions of personal digital medical records into one of the biggest health data platforms in the world is set to be launched without seeking new patient consent. Without seeking consent. Health officials confirmed this weekend the proposed 360 million new data platform for England will incorporate the NHS shared care records that track patients across the health and care system. The American software firm Palantir, which is chaired by the billionaire Donald Trump supporter Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel, just to, uh, um, for the record, is one of these like super rich people who ended up buying up parts of New Zealand, got um, New Zealand citizenship, bought it basically, and has some mad, mad bunker um, out there. I think Vice um, did a little video on this a few years ago, so you, you should be able to track that there. Um, the Amer it goes on. The American software firm Palantir, which is chaired by billionaire Donald Trump supporter Peter Thiel, is considered favorite to win the contract. The firm has hired two senior officials from the NHS and has been advised by Global Council. I'll repeat that. Global Council, the consultancy firm set up by the former Labour cabinet minister, Lord Mandelson, there he is again, the man who said he was working every day to delegitimize Jeremy Corbyn. How interesting. So Palantir was co-founded in 2003 by Thiel, a tech entrepreneur and major donor at the Republican Party. It has done extensive work for the intelligence sector and was originally funded by InQtel, the CIA's venture capital arm. So are we to think, good people, that the CIA cutout or whatever you want to call it is about to be given our data, all of our medical records. And it appears to me, you know, I talk a lot about like factions and how the establishment, if they're attacked from the outside, they will round on um, people like us, people who will challenge it. Um, also, um, clearly a great example of that is Jeremy Corbyn, who will come on to um, later on in this piece. Um, they will attack from the outside. However, they will form like Voltron um, over a shared uh, business venture. There's, it's all money. Or they will attack each other too. This guy, Thiel, is aligned with um, Trump, but also your man, Steve Bannon. People who are here most days will know I mentioned Bannon relatively often. Um, I also went, fell asleep listening to his War Room podcast again um, at about one o'clock in the morning and got up at six to work on this. Seriously, get it listened to if you want to know what. They're literally just saying to people, this is what you're supposed to do and they're handing out orders. It's weird, but it's there in the public domain. So anyway, on with this. So this is Global Council's uh, Twitter front page. So it says it's at global underscore council if you want to check it out. Global Council works across a range of sectors, helping clients to navigate the critical area between business, politics, and policy making. I, we know you do. We know you do. Navigate that critical area between business, politics, and policy making. What does that navigation mean, Peter Mandelson? So anyway. 
Corey Crider, director of the legal campaign group Foxglove, said Palantir is a company that has worked with border forces, spies and police. They've got no place in the NHS. The contract notice for the project is waiting to be signed off by the health secretary, Steve Barkley, and will be issued in the coming weeks. One official said the new project will help reduce waiting time, speed up diagnosis and get people home quicker. Here's the thing. You remember we've been doing stuff on West Street now? West Street and the Shadow Health Secretary. Well, obviously Steve Barkley's a Tory, want to sign it off. Steve Barkley linked with the European Research Group, ERG, full-on Brexit person. Um, libertarians who want to gut the NHS and turn it into an American model. Um, West Street, as we know, funded by US private health concerns, and we've proven that on a previous episode. Here he, here he is here. Uh, here's Peter Mandelson out with West Street in there. Um, happy as Larry, look at them. From the Financial Times, uh, in politics, Streeton attracts admiration from those who see him as the moderate future of Labour, an effortless communicator like Blair in the 1990s. They are literally trying to put him over as, as the, next, the next one. I'd suggest um, Starmer may be the one who was charged with being a massive liar and gutting the party. However, it goes on. Like Blair in the 1990s, who understands what it takes to win back the working class voters who have deserted the party. I'd just like to fucking point something out here. Nobody from the northeast of England wrote this article, right? Like, it feels like we've just been gaslighted for years. We've been saying for years, decades, that Labour were taking us for granted. And it was people like him. Mandelson was a Hartlepool MP. Blair was a Sedgefield MP. At one time, you could have put a red rosette on a pig. Not so much now, though, eh? So the, the Financial Times here, right, just as an aside, are saying um, Blair understood what it takes to win back the working class voters who have deserted the party. You just have to look at Blair's own constituency results from when he was first elected to when he left. The decline is clear and it's stark. And it was one, it's one of the many reasons why that area is absolutely wrecked. So anyway, this is what Mandelson is, going, is saying about streeting. He doesn't need a focus group to tell him what the public thinks because he feels it himself, says Peter Mandelson, a co-architect of Blair's New Labour. So it's just vibes. And what that translates as, uh, we're just going to do what we want. We don't actually need people to tell, like, you know, fuck research. We're just doing this NHS shit. So from page of the spectators, a reminder, West Street, and we need the private sector to help reform the NHS. Further reminders. Let's have a quick look at this video here. And we'll see what the bloody hell's been going on. This is what West Street has to say for himself. It's interesting, isn't it, how we come full circles. Conservative governments come in, ratchet up the waiting lists, and Labour governments have to sort them out. And you're right, that's exactly where we'll, we'll end up having to be. I think there are three things at the forefront of my mind in terms of bringing down waiting lists. First is dealing with the central workforce challenge. We went into the NHS uh, pandemic, sorry, into the pandemic with the NHS with 100,000 staffing vacancies, 112,000 in social care. So without a workforce strategy, you don't have a plan for the NHS. The second thing we've got to do is sort out social care. There are, I think in November, there were 400, over 400,000 cases 
where people were able to be discharged from hospital into the community, but couldn't because the care home wouldn't take them or the community settings weren't and the support wasn't there. So you've got to deal with delayed discharges. And the third is, uh, in terms of the private sector capacity, as the last Labour government showed, using the private sector to bring down NHS waiting lists is effective, it's popular with patients, but it comes at a cost. So no doubt the government will turn to the private sector. No doubt the next Labour government may have to use private sector capacity to bring down NHS waiting lists. And I won't shirk that for a minute to get people better. Right, I'm just going to stop this at this point, right? And I'm just going to debunk something. Um, what Streeting is saying here is the private sector will build, bring down waiting lists. And he's saying the last Labour government proved it. Firstly, this is a completely different time. Like, it's night and day that you're comparing there. Secondly, as we've proven on a previous show, if the only place that these so-called private sector workers can come from currently, especially post-Brexit, is from the NHS. So all you're going to do is take an NHS worker, make them a private worker, and there's the NHS one down. And he knows this. And he's lying barefacedly to us all. So anyway, we'll carry on with this person. I'm trying not to swear or be angry as much. Anyway. Health outcomes. But I will be pretty furious at the costs involved because it shouldn't be the case that because Tory governments run down the NHS, we have to spend more taxpayers' money than would be necessary in the private sector because we haven't sorted out the public sector. So no. that, that's, that will be my focus. That's fascinating because if essentially it's a value for money argument, whereas for some people it's deeper than that, isn't it? It's in their gut. Keir Starmer sat in that chair not so very long ago and told the story of his very sick mother in intensive care he said to me, it's touch and go. She held my hand and she said, you won't let your dad go private, will you? As a former NHS nurse, that sense that going private was a betrayal. You're saying Labour can't afford to have that view. Uh, I feel viscerally in my heart the same. Uh, and my approach to private health is the same as private education and private schools. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that people have to pay for what they see to be a better experience uh, but I'm also pragmatic enough and so my head kicks in over my heart to say well we're not going to abolish private schools and we're not going to abolish private health you'd spend a huge amount of time money and and legal battles trying to do something that doesn't actually make anyone's experience better my ambition as health secretary will be to make the NHS so good that people don't have to go private duplicity Utter duplicity from top to bottom. Um, what did the NHS workers say no account say on this thing? Terrible from West Streeton. We absolutely reject what you are saying here. Workers join a union, get organised. Saving the NHS isn't coming out of Westminster. Absolutely spot on and exactly what we've been saying um, week to week. I mean, just on that, there's so many different things that are popping up in the press just now. I suppose when it's all right for them to um, publish it. I mean, for example, that stuff with Chris Benode and Quasi Quarting we did like six weeks ago, popped up in the press yesterday. Hey, man, journalism, you know where to find it. <laughs> Not here. Nah, of course you can. Anyway, so this was um, the 
banger quote BBC Politics went with. So using the private sector to bring down NHS waiting lists is effective. It's popular with patients, but it comes at a cost, says Shadow Health Secretary West Street. And Nick Robinson, BBC Political Editor, who did that, uh, um, one of our competitors in our category, actually, um, one of the main goals to overturn his dark empire, he did not interrogate this at all. Clearly, as we've proven here, using the private sector to bring down NHS waiting list is the opposite of effective. It's also, I don't know where you're getting popular with patients from, but it comes at a cost. Aye, we know all about that, Wes, don't we? All about it. Anyway, Keir Starmer, what did he say about public services in his 10 pledges, which he's bro broken every one of? And we do this to set the scene about Labour. Five, common ownership. Public services should be in public hands, not making profits for shareholders. Support common ownership of rail, mail, energy and water and outsourcing in our NHS. I'll say that again, and outsourcing in our NHS. There it is in black and white. Well, red and white. Local government and justice systems. Pretty open and shut, really, isn't it? Before we march on, take some of your comments. Robert Grady's in the house. Hello, my friend. Our NHS data is an absolute goldmine. It has information about the citizens of the whole UK population and as such is unprecedented. Spot on again, my friend. Jacqueline Hemmings is saying, we need political change and proper funding to change the NHS, not privatisation. Privatisation will destroy the NHS, not save it. Absolutely, fully and fundamentally agree with you. James Rowell, how is this even legal? Um, James was like, basically the people we're talking about are lawmakers, like like Parliament and MPs, that's what they do, like Lords as well, they, they make and pass laws. Um, and there's nothing legal to say they've got to deliver any manifesto or promises. They're not legally bound by it. They're bound by laws of morality, but as we know, um, that's a stranger to Westminster. Generally, there's only a few that you could actually trust. So, I mean, that, they can do whatever the hell they want. And if there's not an effective opposition and there's not an effective um, journalism sector and general media, and there's not an effective judiciary, I struggle with that word, judiciary, bloody hell. If there's not all three, we're screwed. And there's none of those. So we've got to look at other ways of disrupting this. And that's just a fact. And trust me, things are being talked about. It's not a case of what can I say anything. It's just might go either way. And it's probably in the balance. And this week is hell. But it might happen. So anyway, it might not. Oh, shit. Right. What else we got? B62. Boom on. Afternoon from Wales. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Spot on. Stephen Smith. By having the data now, when an insurance-based system comes in, the insurance companies will know what they can get away with and not paying for that. Bloody hell, I hadn't even thought of that, Stephen. I hadn't even thought of that. Christian Roberts. Big up, Christian. Nice to see you here, mate. Afternoon, body lad. Do we think the media are changing their conservative support in favour of keeping quiet about Labour's agenda to help Labour win? I think they'll just do whatever's most politically expedient and they'll do whatever they're told because that's what so-called journalism appears to be in Britain, apart from the ones who do actual journalism and get absolute pelters for it, um, like ourselves. But uh, really nice to see you pop up, mate. Good to see you. Hopefully see you in, in the flesh soon as well. Um, so, yes, there's 
a hell of a lot of stuff happening here and it's just food for thought, isn't it? Um, what I will say is though, right, if you do want to show support journalism for that is what we are, please share the stream and the videos. And without you, we have zero, zero budget for marketing. Um, your, your marketing, if you want to help this proliferate and get out there, I'll always repost this live stream with a thumbnail and a title, and I'll always post it on Facebook. So please take it from then, post it on your network, stick it in groups and things that you may be part of and help this grow. Because I swear to God, I'll keep turning up here every day, risking getting black bagged off the secret service if you will keep supporting. I know it's mental, but like, seriously, if you want to see how journalists and whatever are being targeted at the minute, believe me, we'll be doing some stuff on it because it's a fear. <laughs> it's a very real one that will get done the fucking. So anyway, what else do we have in this compendium of madness? Just a bit of background. This is from Wednesday the 15th of February 2006 from The Guardian. Blair welcomes private firms in NHS. So let it not go missing that obviously the Tories be Torian, but the Labour Party are going to do exactly the same, and they started it. So Tony Blair today welcomed 11 private healthcare providers at the NHS family. Oh, God, I remember this when it, it, all that American team and family started coming into the workplace. It was about that time, and it was that middle management Blairite shit. Ugh, horrible. Completely changed the UK. So it says here, Unison's head of health, Karen Jennings, said the private providers were milking the NHS for all they can get. This was in 2006, by the way. Unison has always said that patients should not have to wait in pain for their operations. But we now have the obscene situation where NHS operating theatres, scanners and even wards have been left idle or underused because multi-million pound contracts have been given to private companies, she said. An absolute scandal. These companies are given five-year contracts with guaranteed incomes and some primary care trusts now face financial meltdown because they've been forced to use private providers at the expense of the NHS. It is a crying shame that there is no recognition that it is NHS workers who are driving down waiting lists. Indeed, 2006 that was. Unbelievable. So it goes on, unlike the NHS, private companies are free of the burden of directives imposed on NHS facilities covering clinical performance and management. But the government insists mixed provision will drive up NHS standards. Oh, did that work since 2016, Blair? Mr. Blair's meeting with ISTC representatives held this morning coincided with the Department of Health report citing the major role the independent sector is playing in, playing in reforming the NHS, including reducing waiting lists, increasing choice for patients, and spread pioneering practice in the public sector. Unison condemned the new network of private sector providers as a sham. 2006, that was. All this rose-tinted revisionism from people. I was working, right, in the job that I did at the time um, in community, designing strategy with NHS trusts as part of a community strategy. I know what I'm talking about, right? And I'm telling you, right, all this rose-tinted revisionism about new labor and how it was all great and fantastic for the NHS is not the case. This process started with Blair and Mandelson. And as we've seen with this bloody 
Peter Thiel carry on. It appears to be going on. Um, I'm going to switch focus a minute, right? And normally when you mention this kind of thing, right, people start going, oh, get your tinfoil hat out and all that. Also, I'm, I'm going to invoke the Daily Mail, just so you don't have to. But check this out. You ever heard of the Bilderberg Group? Right? It's a meeting that happens. It happens. But it gets clouded and all this tinfoil stuff. However, outside of all that carry-on, let's focus on what they're reporting on. And this was in 2013, June the 7th, to be precise. Cameron to attend secret of Bilderberg conference, but will not say who he meets. So this is a bullet point of what Bilderberg is. Prime Minister will take part in a debate on the global economy. Attendees include politicians, top business executives and royalty. Meeting being held in Watford and Cameron invite as head of government. Down the street say they will not give details of what is discussed. Right, I've just cut in at that point, right? Our elected representatives should never, ever, ever be attending meetings off the record like that at all. They're elected by us as public servants. So deals and whatnot should not be getting cut. There should be minutes released of this. They should never, ever, ever be doing this. But anyway, why am I talking about this? Let's go on, shall we? Um, right, so he's not going to say who he's going to meet. Heavily guarded event is the focus of conspiracy theorists. Well, yeah, I mean, like how, <laughs> what is a conspiracy theorist? Don't know. Is it me talking about this? Anyway, several cars with blacked out windows entered the gates of the Grove Hotel near Watford in Hertfordshire. It is thought billionaire executives from multinational companies such as Amazon and Google High-ranking political figures, including Chancellor George Osborne, Senior Minister Ken Clark, and Shadow Chancellor Ed Balls. That's Shadow Chancellor Ed Balls. And even members of the royal families are among the 130 or so attendees. Downing Street refused to comment on the huge police operation. The group describes the conference as a forum for informal off-the-record discussions. It shouldn't ever be off-the-record, man. Like... Why on earth is this not being interrogated to bits by the media? Well, I think we know. So off-the-record discussions about megatrends, right? Megatrends, that's shorthand for this is the way we see things going and this is how we're going to try and shape it and we're not going to tell anybody of our agendas. Anyway, and states that the private nature of the meeting allows participants to listen, reflect, and gather insights without being bound by the conventions of office or by pre-agreed public positions. Nice for you. Is that not illegal? Let's let's have a look at that. I'm going to actually look at to see if this is illegal. There is no detailed agenda, no resolutions are proposed, no votes are taken, and no policy statements are issued. Interesting. Anyway, Hertfordshire Police said the Bilderberg Group has agreed to contribute some of the cost of security, but taxpayers will have to cover the rest. We paid for this. We paid for it. A spokesman added, we will be seeking funding from other sources to help cover the costs of policing and are in discussion with the Home Office about other funding sources. So anyway, list full, the full list of participants is available there if you want to look. But here's two I pulled out. Oh, look, it's Peter Mandelson, chairman of Global Council, chairman of Lazard International, and Peter Thiel, president of Peter Thiel Capital. Wow. Why? What? surely none of this could be linked. I mean, there's no suggestion from me that it is. I'm just presenting information and it's all alleged in that. So anyway, new statesman, 10th of June, 2022. Tech bosses know the real prize is privatizing the NHS's future. Peter Thiel's data company Palantir is poaching health service 
experts says that eyes are deal worth up to one billion pounds of our money going God knows where. Rebbe's Dido Harden can give them a hand on what to do with the money. Can you believe this shit, man? Unbelievable, isn't it? Like the, the links between different aspects of the establishment are wild. Now, before we move on to the next bit, this reminds us of a book, right, by Max Barry called Jennifer Government. It's a work of fiction, but it's becoming more and more uh, real by the day. Just want to recommend it to you, really. It just, I was th we're putting this together this morning. Just, oh, bloody hell, it's just like Jennifer Government, this. So there you go. <sighs> it's absolutely crazy, yeah. Anyway, while this has been going on, this is what Lisa Nandy's been coming out and saying. ...problem, which is that there isn't enough money. Now, there's no magic wand. I'm not promising or pretending that a Labour government can come in in the next couple of years, inheriting probably the worst economic situation that any government will have inherited and just wave a magic wand and say, we can spend lots of money. The magic wand crack appears to be Labour's magic money tree. They've just changed wand for tree. Um, obviously making savings there because how many wands could you make out of a tree? Honestly, man, these people. So why have I brought this up? Well, you know, if you've been um, watching or listening most days, you will know that we're doing stuff on Labour getting their excuses in. So this is Labour getting their excuses in about um, there's no magic wand. And obviously, as soon as they get in, it's just austerity by any other name, really, isn't it? So obviously, we can't be voting for them. I mean, nobody who follows evidence or anything like that would possibly countenance it, would they? <laughs> well, <laughs> I was being facetious. I mean, it really does expose bad faith people, though. I mean, seriously, I'll I keep linking the... Um, the playlist I put together, um, who, Should You Vote Labour? It's on the YouTube channel, Cowdaily, youtube.com forward slash Cowdaily. People just aren't, it's just straight oh no, with the Tories and the NHS and that. Honestly, ne neither of them are going to look after the NHS at all. Now, some background just from um, many years ago, Labour, as we've seen, turning on and off like a tap and they expect people not to notice. Now, it's all this magic money tree stuff. When they were like, it was safe for them to provide opposition, somebody called Jack Dromey, for, who a lot of people haven't heard of, Harriet Harman's um, partner, he's sadly died now, but I wanted to use this as an example of when they just turn on this rhetoric on and off. In the general election campaign, there is no such thing to a nurse as a magic money tree. Yes, there is. And they grow in the Cayman Islands, Bermuda and Jersey, uh, helping those who are wealthy to avoid their responsibility to society. So as you've seen, uh, your man drew me, like, saying the things that, yeah, oh, that's great, yeah, the right things. But they'll say the right things when it's expedient for them to do so. When it comes down to the business end, these people will do whatever benefits them. Oh, God, I'm trying not to be all like fucking losing it here. Like, but Jesus, these people, like, they're just the worst, aren't they? I mean, like, my my crack is this: Tories have always been Tories. Tories be Torian. Um, if you're not switched on to that, I mean, you, maybe you didn't grow up in where we did in the eighties. But 
Labour present this certain kind of face, don't they? And we've been banging on about this since like Blair's time. Like we were at it in the northeast at the time. And ah oh, man, I'm so fucking angry. Right. Solutions. What could they be? Well, last night in Newcastle, Zara Sultana got up on stage and she said this. And it's very interesting that there's people within the Labour Party who are getting up at rallies like Enough is Enough and saying this. I don't give her much hope. I know she got reselected, but that was by people within Coventry. They are going to target her for this. Look at this. When comes on Thursday, they are planning on announcing another wave of austerity. Jeremy Hunt calls it a difficult decision. I don't think he's ever really known what difficulty really is. He says he has no choice but to slash funding of our services and to squeeze the living standards of our workers. Says there's no magic money tree. Well, I've done some research for him. He's welcome. I found some magic money. Three billion pounds by ending the non-dom status that Rishi Sunak's wife benefits. Ten billion pounds from a one percent tax on the wealth of five million pounds and more. Six billion pounds by introducing a fifty p tax rate on the highest earners. And twenty-one billion by equalising the tax on capital and income. That's where the fucking money is. That's where the money is. So there's Zara Sultana there, like basically Gannett, she's getting targeted, isn't she? I mean, she was already getting targeted, but they'll find a way to get rid of her. Of course they will. She was just in Brazil with uh, with, the, with Corbyn for the election. Yeah, I mean, they're talking this week about suspending Corbyn like, for good, and I hope they do, because it might wake him up, like, and it might actually trigger something beautiful. So please, please suspend him forever. Anyway, Zara Sultana. Um, bit of background. I mentioned Ed Balls earlier, who was at the Bilderberg Group, wasn't he? So um, this was from an article from uh, just a few years ago, actually 2020. So John Rentoul, who's like a full-on Labour right, Blairite snake. He's the head of that snake, the worst person. Anyway... And Balls said Labour had to defend its history referring to Corbynite Zara Sultana's first speech as an MP. What was that ridiculous speech by the backbencher about 40 years of Thatcherism? I mean, what a fool. Doesn't she want to win? You can't win if your history is the history of betrayal. It took a war and service in a wartime coalition for Attlee to bring Labour back to a winnable position in 1945, given the betrayal of 16 years before. The Tories are really good at creating history. How many times do you hear Boris Johnson? Blah, fucking blah. Um, she's, and he's, he has the cheek to say, what does Labour do? It just dumps on it. It's crackers. Ed, you've spent your, your whole life like delegitimizing anything progressive. What, how did Zara reply? <laughs> Brilliant. 
Peter Mandelson, we're all Thatcherites now, 2022. Tony Blair, my job was to build on some of the things Thatcher did, 2013. Lisa Nandy, the consensus that Thatcher built lasted all the way through the new Labour years, 2020. But Ed Balls targets me with insults. Absolutely love her, me. Like, get them telt, get them all telt. We need more of this, and we certainly need a new fucking party. And I've got right through at the end, and I've just sworn bollocks but anyway zara sultana as clean cut as she was has sworn as many times as i have in this podcast she said fucking as well can you believe it she's so mild-mannered anyway a few comments before we get off what we got john oc in the house hello mate there is a magic wand it's called a wealth tax the question isn't whether it exists or not it's why won't labor use it to improve people's lives on point as ever john o Zoe Jarrett in the house. Love Zara. How long will they kick her out, though? Imminently. They'll try everything. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, right. Last one from Jacqueline. Zara's got two universities in her constituency, Uni of Warwick and Coventry Uni, and I think she has a huge following among students and young people. If I remember correctly, she's got a bit of a wafer-thin majority, though. So... It'll be interesting to see what does happen. And it'll be also be interesting to see if they boot her out before the election. By them, I mean the Labour right. Who knows? Oh, my God. Jono's saying they'll probably try and drum up some fake crimes and try and get her banged up like they did with Absana Begum. Um, again, we did, um, for those who don't know, we did a whole piece on Absana's um shock and treatment um easily found on well it's in the if you want to find it quick it's in the should you vote for labor playlist on youtube.com forward slash cow daily once again chaps um just to this is to use as well like every i know i say it but like every day i turn up here and the contributions that you make to this are a big part of what the show is and what it's turned into and what's becoming just thanks for being here every day um it's mad being in a room talking to a camera on your own, but I've, I've never felt like it since we started doing this. And I really like doing this live first so we just can be involved and not doing loads of mad pre-records. Um, so thank you. Really appreciate yous. Um, all the very bloody best to you, isn't that? So um, hopefully I won't get black bagged for putting this stuff out and I'll still be here tomorrow. Um, talking the shit and i hope you are too uh patreon.com forward slash cow daily patreon.com forward slash cow daily also if you want to make a one-off contribution to our work link in the description doon below cheers chaps tomorrow's another day and we will be back much love to all as ever bye bye <laughs>